Shalom, and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations Weekly Torah Commentary Series. I'm Dr. Verit Hillel from Chavruta Adonai Shama in Israel. This week we're discussing Parashat Vayichi. Our text begins in Genesis chapter 47, verse 28. We all like a good story. Stories are an integral part of our lives. They're part of our culture, our family values, and our faith. Bible stories are known as narratives. We've all heard the term biblical narrative or canonical narrative or the patriarchal narratives. Why are these biblical stories called narratives? The answer lies in the distinction between a story and a narrative. A story has a distinct beginning, middle, and end. The tension in a story is resolved before the last page. And once the story is resolved, it's more or less over. On the other hand, a narrative is a collection or a system of stories that together paint a larger narrative. Episodes of stories within a narrative may be resolved, but the narrative itself continues. The power of a narrative lies in the connection between the stories contained within it. Take, for example, the biblical narrative, Genesis to Revelation. It starts at creation continues with Hashem's election of and interactions with Israel through Moshe, Joshua, the judges, the kings, and the prophets, and looks forward to a future eschatological era which Yeshua proclaims and initiates through his teaching and actions, but does not fully actualize. Thus, the biblical narrative has not reached a solution and closure, but continues to look forward to a future age. We see the same in the patriarchal narratives. Hashem promises Abraham that he will inherit the land, Genesis 12, 7, 15, 7, and 18 through 21. And he reaffirms this with Jacob, Genesis 28, 13. But by the end of the Torah, the promise has not yet been fulfilled. The children of Israel are still on the other side of the Jordan River. The book of Genesis draws to a close in this week's Torah portion, Vayechi. In this final parasha of Genesis, three distinct narratives converge. The patriarchal period, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Jacob narrative, and the Joseph biography. The patriarchal narrative begins with the calling of Abraham and the divine promise of nationhood, Genesis 12:2, which is passed on to the twelve tribes of Israel at the end of Jacob's farewell words to his sons in Genesis 49:28. The Jacob narrative also commences with a promise from Hashem that Jacob would have numerous offspring, Genesis 28:14, and fittingly concludes with the deathbed scene of the dying Jacob surrounded by his sons and grandsons, passing on this promise to them, Genesis 49, 1-3. Joseph's narrative begins and ends with the complicated relationship between Joseph and his brothers. The story progresses from Joseph's bad reports to his father about the sons of the concubines, Genesis 37.2, to his brother's hatred and selling him into slavery, Genesis 37.4 and 18-38, to Joseph's promotion to viceroy of Egypt, Genesis 41.41, and his interactions with his brothers there, Genesis 42.3-44.3, to the revelation of his identity, Genesis 45, 1-5, and his reconciliation with his brothers after Jacob's death, Genesis 50, 16-21. through 21. 
Though the story about Joseph ends with Joseph's death, the narrative continues. On his own deathbed, Joseph expresses his firm belief to his brothers that God will fulfill the promises given to Abraham and Jacob that their descendants will return to the land of Canaan, and he makes his brothers promise to take his bones with them when they return. Joseph dies, is embalmed, and the people mourn. But Joseph remains in Egypt for another 360 years before he is finally buried in the promised land. While the book of Genesis closes with the death of Joseph, the narrative continues, looking forward to the future resolution of promises and unresolved issues. These three narratives in Vayichi are replete with connections that tie the biblical narrative together and move it forward. In addition to those mentioned above, Jacob's choice of Ephraim over Manasseh is another important connection. The prominence of the second son over the first is a literary convention that runs through the biblical narrative. Adam had two sons, Cain and Abel. The younger sacrifice is accepted. Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. The second is the son of promise. Isaac had two sons, Esau and Jacob. Jacob is the father of the twelve tribes that become the nation of Israel. Jacob's younger son, Joseph, had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Jacob adopted as his own. The younger son receives the primary blessing. By the time of the judges, the name Ephraim is synonymous with the northern kingdom of Israel. The prominence of the second son brings to mind a parable told by Yeshua. A man had two sons, Luke 15.11. A man with two sons recalls the stories of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, where the second or younger son is the recipient of the greater blessing. Can you imagine the shock of the original listeners when Yeshua relates that the younger son is the one who strayed? When the younger son returns and is warmly greeted by his father, he acknowledges his sin. Joseph's brothers, on the other hand, do not seek forgiveness, but remain silent when Joseph reveals his identity to them. Genesis 45, 1-5 When Jacob whom the brothers see as their protection, was about to die, the family cohesion falls apart, and the brothers anticipate Joseph's revenge. Yet Joseph initiates reconciliation and forgiveness, telling them that God intended everything that happened to him for good, for the survival of many people. As with Jacob's sons, the relationship between the older and the younger brother in the parable is strained, and the family cohesion is falling apart. Unlike Jacob's sons, the parable does not complete the story. Did the brothers reconcile? Did the older son choose reconciliation like Joseph? The parable doesn't say. It's left open-ended for the audience to resolve from their own lives. Joseph's actions and interactions with his brothers demonstrate an excellent resolution to the parable. Our lives are narratives. We don't know how they will end. But the decisions we make along the way and how we interpret those events influence the future. Our narrative will continue long past our physical lives have ended, intertwined with the lives of others and with the larger biblical narrative of the kingdom of heaven. Let's be like Joseph and choose forgiveness, reconciliation, love, and God's will over silence. This is Dr. Verit Hillel signing off and wishing you Shabbat Shalom. For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org slash commentaries.